And we welcome you back in. And as promised, we uh, welcome Secretary of State, uh, the great state of Alabama, Mr. Wes Allen, uh, back to the program. He's been on with us many times here in studio over the years, and uh, we're glad to have you back. Uh, Secretary of State Allen, thank you for joining us. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hope your summer's going well. Well, it's going well, and uh, i got to say, man, I sure missed being with, uh, with you and your church at First Baptist Troy, Alabama. Uh, you guys had me scheduled, and you were going to be there, and uh, you know, I had to have that surgery, and I missed radio, and I, that, I missed preaching at your church, and I hated that. I'm going to look forward to coming back another time. Well, you know, we hated that you didn't get to make it this time, but we knew uh, some things come up, and happen and we're just glad you're on the mend and glad you're well and looking forward to having you back in the future i know our pastor dr uh, ross Langford, is um you know going to get you back on the schedule soon and uh, we're looking forward to that well i, I i'm definitely i'm there next time and uh yeah. boy, it, it pained me not to come that that was worse than the surgery itself well let's let's, oh, let's, let's get some good you. news in here uh when you yeah. were a state representative of course you're serving uh, statewide now as Secretary of State, but when you represented mm-hmm. uh, the greater Troy, you know, uh, area as state representative. Yep, that's yep. right. You carried, uh, I guess for three years, right, the uh, yeah. the Vulnerable Child Protection and Compassion Act. And, uh, boy, I mean, uh, it, it was a battle, a struggle to get it passed. And then, of course, as soon as we, you know, got it passed in Shay Shellnut in the Senate, Senator Shellnut, uh-huh. uh, got passed and it got all into the courts. Um, but mm-hmm. we find out yesterday, around this same time yesterday, that mm-hmm. um, the uh, the 11th Circuit has now allowing that to be uh, enforced, at least until mm-hmm. it goes to court in the spring. Uh, tell us tell us about your involvement in that and why you were so passionate. Because, I mean, you rode this thing for three years, and I watched you do it that yeah. final year and, and tried to encourage you along the way and, you know, and, yeah, you uh, just be positive. Uh, it, it was tougher than it should have been. Tell, tell us how you got involved in this. <laughs> Man, thank you, Greg. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a battle in uh, 2020, right before the pandemic shut everything down. Um, during my second legislative session, I decided to take up this issue, and with the help of the Eagle Forum and uh, other uh, committed conservative individuals that um, saw the need to protect minors and protect children, those under 19, from life altering drugs and medications and surgeries uh, we took on this cause and took on this fight to take a stand for uh, these children in Alabama and you're right it, it was it was it was difficult uh, long road three years three sessions and of course 2020 pandemic shut everything down we brought it back in 21 and got very very close uh, and then in 22 the session regular session in 2022 uh, Senator Shellnut who is a conservative champion Got it. Out, got his version, the SB, out of out of the Senate, and got it down to us in the House, and we passed it on the very last day mm-hmm. uh, in the House uh, uh, with all you know, with with strong with a strong majority, uh, passing it out and getting it over to Governor Ivy. Governor Ivy, thank you, you know, thanks to her for signing it into law. Um, but it, it's important uh, issue, as you can see, uh, three years later, Greg. Um, how many other states have followed our lead yep. uh, to protect children and and from these irreversible drugs? Uh, they really are irreversible. I know that a lot of the opponents like to talk about how they are reversible, but <clears throat> when these drugs are used off label, uh, starting at very young ages, you know, nine, ten, eleven years old, and um, 
So, you know, we were, I was proud to stand with Senator Shellnut and, um, fight for these kids and fight for the, to protect these minors and be a part, um, of what Alabama did to protect children. And it was the right thing then. And it's the right thing now. And we must never back down. Did you have any inkling that that decision was coming yesterday or did it just come out of nowhere to you like it did to us? I had no, I didn't have any heads up. It was coming when I learned about it, you know, and, and was, it was just a big win for the children of Alabama to be protected. So uh, doctors now are not able to, especially at the gender clinics like at UAB, mm-hmm. are not able to mm-hmm. prescribe these uh, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or perform uh, mm-hmm. uh, physical modifications, uh, you know, yeah. to, to to the to a child's body, just because mm-hmm. they uh, maybe feel trapped in the wrong sex or gender, uh, and that's that's a mm-hmm. huge deal. And you're right, you guys really set the pace on this for for much of the rest of the country, conservative states. In particular, of course, mm-hmm. this has been fought from the federal level. Uh, mm-hmm. Groups came under attack, uh, subpoenaed. Uh, that that blew me away. Yeah. How, how the how the DOJ came after uh, some of the folks that were involved in this. Sure. Yeah, they were they were um, really targeted, um, but um, luckily the federal judges the federal judge um, didn't allow that, which was a good call. And, um, but you know. It, it's going to go to, I guess, trial in April 2024. But for you know, right now, Alabama can enforce enforce the law, and uh, you know that means protecting minors, protecting those children, and that's what we're excited about. Yeah, uh, and boy, surely um, when this goes to trial and it's all able to come out, um, yeah. you know, the, the real science behind all of this, surely we will see a a, a similar decision. Yeah. I, I know no one can predict that, but wouldn't you wouldn't you think so? Yeah, you, you would hope. Um, you know, um, just that's why our folks, like-minded, strong, cons- conservative Christian people, have got to pray. You know, and um, continue to educate our people uh, on on our side of the aisle why it's so important and to take a stand for this and because this is such a huge issue and we live in a day and a time where you know there, we got folks who can't define what a man is, can't define what a woman is, can't, you know, got all kind of things going on. So um, it's just important to keep praying and to keep speaking with boldness and with courage. Yeah. You know, so I just encourage our fellow believers out there just to keep keep it prayed up. Well, boldness is the right word. And, and I'll say I watched you and I watched uh, Senator Shelnut uh, stand with boldness and and defend right. this and, and stand before committees and, and bring it to the floor uh, in, in your respective uh, you know chambers and, and, and stand for this. And it's not always easy because uh, the, the other side of this issue, those who want to um, deny a kid's gender and change it, uh, they come mm-hmm. out in full force. And, uh, you know, some people talk yeah. about having conservative or Christian values. It's talk, but some people actually have the backbone and the spine and the conviction to do it. And I saw you and Senator Shelnut have that and stand for it and stand, you know, and and with with a strong backbone and take the heat when it came. And a lot a lot of our elected officials are not willing to do that. Well, thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Um, you know, there there's um, a lot of guys in the house, ladies in the house, and a lot of um, senators in the in the Senate. Senate on the Republican side need to be commended. You know, when, yeah. it, when it time came, they did we did the right thing, and so I uh, just appreciate all my colleagues uh, for 
for standing up for these kids. Sure. Well, look, I, I'm looking forward to being with you November the 14th. You're going to be with us with an ALCAP a luncheon uh, for yeah. pastors down in Montgomery and uh, with with an election coming up very soon. And, and talk a little bit about to how involved uh, churches, pastors, Christians can and should be uh, when it comes to these, not only this election, but, but all. Yeah, so, you know, I was sworn in January 16th this year. We're you know, almost eight months in, I guess eight months in now, um, almost eight months. And, you know, we've really, I've decided early on to kind of anchor down in the office and learn all I could about all the different duties, not just election related, but, you know, business entities and, and my goodness, everything, over a thousand different duties that the uh, law lays out that the Secretary of State has jurisdiction over. And I wanted to learn as much as I could as quickly as possible. And so, you know, I've kind of put off speaking engagements, um, but we're now starting to kind of move around. But uh, I really wanted to make sure I got in and learned the job as much as I could and my staff. And, and um, you know, we've been working really, really hard um, to get ready for the March 5th, 2024 primary, presidential primary coming up, with which there will be a lot of other local races on that ballot as well statewide. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, people elected me to do a job, and that's what we're doing and what we're aiming to do each and every day. And um, we're, like I said, being very diligent about putting some things in, into place. Um, as you know, Greg, uh, I did pull the state out of the ERIC system, the Electronic Registration Information Center, as my first act the day I was sworn in. And uh We'll be having a pretty exciting announcement coming up. I'll, I'll tease that a little bit about Al- the Alabama solution we're coming, um, we're going to have to uh, maintain our voter uh, file maintenance in the state of Alabama, and uh, we're going to be so excited to announce that um, coming up pretty soon. And so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, but we've been working so extremely hard, my staff and um, uh, our team members there in, in, the, in the Secretary of State's office, but it is important. Uh, the election process is important. Who you vote for and who you put into office matters. The leadership matters. Uh, and, and when you've got strong, bold, courageous leadership at the top, you know, it trickles down. And, uh, you know, and, and so it's, I encourage our folks out there just to do their research um, to see who they want to represent them. And, uh, you know, we've got to have good constructs good strong conservative leadership at all levels people have asked me time and time again what do we need to be doing the most important thing that i think is electing the most conservative strong christians we can and uh strong uh, folks at the local level um to uh represent them and their beliefs uh at that local level like for instance mayors and city councils and county commissioners and school board county commission school board yeah school board members probate judges circuit clerks your judges i mean my goodness your judges are so important at the local level um i mean if you think about it greg your city councils and your mayors and your county commissioners uh, they're important because they have appointing authority to these boards that are not up elected uh and i you know I, i would think and i know your listeners understand how important it is because we've been seeing some headlines about how important library boards are right yeah I mean, it's important who sits on these unelected boards, and that's why you need strong conservatives 
uh, at every level, especially the local level, because they impact our lives so much. So that's important. But, you know, March 5th is, hey, we'll turn around. It's going to be Christmas, and then it's going to be right here on top of us. Um, but we're we're working very, very diligently, um, getting ready, uh, working alongside the probate judges, the circuit clerks, the sheriffs, the board of registrars, um, getting ready uh, for March 5th. Yeah, well, big time. Uh, and I will say, I, yeah. I can I can uh, attest to, to the fact that you've studied and been in the office. The few times I came by your office at the Capitol, uh, you were hard at study every time. I, I felt yeah. bad interrupting you. <laughs> no, Because no, you were always locked in. I, I could tell, man, you you were like, you were studying. Uh, I caught you several times doing that. And uh, that, that's well. important to make sure you got it down. Uh, just speak real quickly, what, what whatever you can, to, to pastors and churches as, as we approach these elections. Um, yeah. tell, tell them what it's okay to do. It's okay to have candidates come and speak at your church or address groups in your church. Uh, it's okay to speak about the issues. Uh, you know, t- tell them what they need to know. Uh, I think there's a lot of confusion. Well, um, you know, um, I would say that obviously there are, you know, nonprofits. Uh, I yep. don't think that, you know, they can openly endorse right. anybody from the pulpit. I think you would agree with that. Yes. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, they, they, I would think that it would it's going to be fine to to uh, have candidates if that's what they if that's what they choose to do mm-hmm. uh, to be able to talk to them and to see who they are what they are what they stand for um, you know not just in, not just in our churches but just anybody that may be within the sound of our listening voice uh, listening audience right now is just to do your homework on people understand uh, what they stand for understand what they believe in understand their work ethic you know it's just so important i think it's important too um that you know for me personally being a former probate judge at that local level uh being able to take that local experience to a statewide office um is paid dividends you know um for me because you know when those folks walk through the doors of the county courthouse in pike county and when they took that left-hand turn, they came into our office. Um, you know, we may not have been the exact office that they needed to solve and help them solve their problem, but we wanted to be a liaison to if they needed to go to the Social Security Administration, the VA, um, if they needed, uh, you know, whatever service they were looking for to build. Because when they walked in, that issue and that problem they were dealing with was what was most important to them. And that, as state elected officials, we can't forget that. We can't forget those taxpayers that get up and go to work every day to fund government. And uh, we need to make sure, you know, and that's another thing, Greg. I traveled all over the state, 67 counties during the campaign. People want responsive government. They want accountable government. They want smaller, less intrusive government, but they want one that works for them and um, that's going to be attentive to their needs. And so uh, that's what we're focused on in the Secretary of State's office. And so going back to your original question, yeah, just pastors and churches and deacons and, um, you know, those guys that lead these churches, just be diligent in helping, helping to shepherd your flock there of believers in your churches as it pertains to the elections process. Because I believe we're called to be, you know, salt and light, you know, in this world. And one way we can um, do that is uh, to get involved in the electoral process.
Well, amen. All right, Secretary of State, Wes Allen, uh, we'll let you go right there. I know you're uh, busy on the road today, and uh, always good to visit with you. And uh, we'll look, yes. if I don't see you before, I'll definitely see you uh, in November, if we're not in yes. person before then. Looking forward to that, and we appreciate your time today, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Bye-bye.